in premium yield where five years ago, you would have dreamed about having a 5% yield with very little to no risk. Now that is a reality in the fixed income market. Welcome to Views from the Desk, a special edition of the BMO ETFs podcast. In these timely episodes, we provide the latest investment news and expert commentary on the markets, the economy, and investing. Brought to you by BMO Global Asset Management. In a long-awaited ruling, Canada's banking regulator cracked down on high-interest savings account ETFs at the end of October. Portfolio Manager Matt Montemiro and your host Mackenzie Box take a deep dive into the stricter liquidity rules and what could happen when the new requirements take effect in January. Before we hear from Matt and Mackenzie, please consider subscribing to Views from the Desk on your preferred podcast platform. And for many more ETF insights and resources, visit BMOETFs.com. That's BMOETFs.com. Hello and welcome back to our BMO ETFs Weekly Insights Podcast with our team of experts. Thank you to everyone for continuing to tune in and to provide your questions and comments each and every week. I'm today's host, Mackenzie Box, in product at BMO Global Asset Management. Now, today we are going to switch things up a bit and try out a new format. So today we're going to do a deep dive into HISA ETFs. Now, there's been lots in the headlines over the last six months from a regulatory standpoint and from an investor standpoint, and we've seen lots of flows go into these products over the last year. Today, I have Matt Montemiro with me, who's from uh, the ETF desk focused on fixed income, and we're going to dive deeper into these products and give an overview of what's happening in this space. So thanks, Matt, for being here in the hot seat as we uh, test out this new format today. Thanks, Mackenzie. Can't wait. All right. Well, let's get into it. So Offseat came out with an announcement in late October, and there was lots of headlines throughout the year around this. Can you just give us some background and some insights? around the decision and what kind of led to this? Yeah, absolutely. So over the last few years, we've seen a significant rise uh, of interest, as, but as well assets moving into these HISA ETFs, which are, again, ETFs that invest in a portfolio of high interest savings accounts. It's been one of the most popular, let's call it ETF segments of the last few years as rates rose and these ETFs provided premium yield to to investors. So, you know, as they were gathering assets, several market participants began asking questions about, you know, the structure of the ETFs and if there was maybe a potential impact on the overall financial system, and you know, was there a risk here uh, to the financial system that the about these ETFs? OSFI began an industry-wide consultation earlier this year, uh, and they came to a decision in October. So they really did, they did the consultation across the industry. They gauged a wide range of opinions to get the impact that these ETFs could have on many different scenarios. And let's take a step back. Traditionally, a HISA, just the actual high interest savings account, it was seen from a capital perspective as a deposit. And a deposit is generally one of the most attractive forms of capital for a bank, as they have the highest ability to lend deposits out. So the bank viewed uh, these HISA ETFs, or some banks viewed these HISA ETFs as deposits. And because it was considered a deposit, 
Banks, which are you know always looking to add deposits, were willing to pay a premium in terms of higher yields. And that's why these HISA ETFs were showing such attractive yields. And often very quite significantly higher than the overnight rate or money market. So some banks were basically paying up for these deposits. So here's where the problem comes in. Retail deposits are traditionally very sticky. So it makes it very attractive capital for banks. So subsequently, the the regulators that are monitoring our banks says, okay, if this money is sticky, then you can lend it out. And that's a very profitable business for a bank. That's essentially what a bank does. But as institutional capital started flocking to these ETFs, so we're talking money managers, we're talking pension funds, we're talking large IAs, they're pushing money into these uh, high interest savings account ETFs, that money became less sticky because rather than it being a true deposit, now it was a little bit more of an institutional form of capital. So it's not that easy for an individual to take out 500 million of of a HISA product. But for an asset manager to do that, who's going from cash back into the market, that's not that difficult. So this posed a risk, and this is where the real problem lies, and this is what OSFI wanted to figure out. You know, If the buyers of these ETFs are truly not retail, their IAs, their institutions, their asset managers, their money managers, their pensions, then the money in these HISA ETFs really isn't deposit-like. It's much less sticky than we've been giving them credit for. So if the money isn't deposits and the money isn't sticky then OSFI wanted to ensure that the banks were properly capitalized and not inflating deposit numbers, potentially creating a vulnerability in the financial system. So that's what they were looking for. In October, they came forward and said, you know what? We've come to a decision. They did not decide to eliminate these HISA ETFs. So they're not going anywhere. This is not a going concern problem. This is not a liquidity issue, but it's a yield story. The rule was that the capital that is invested in these HISA ETFs, OSFI decided that there is a substantial risk to the financial stability in these products and that there is a high likelihood that there could be near-term redemptions. So therefore, the assets and capital within high interest savings accounts should not be considered deposits. It should be considered wholesale funding. And wholesale funding has a 100% runoff rate. What that means is the bank cannot take that capital and lend it out, making it much less attractive for the bank. Therefore, if it's much less attractive for the bank, the likelihood is that the banks are going to reduce the yields that they're paying for these deposits because they are less attractive forms of capital now. Net, what do we expect? The expectation on the street is, Um, When the regulation comes in on January 31st, 2024, that the HISA ETFs, those HISAs underlying, are going to see a yield reduction of about 50 basis points. So what was formerly premium yielding product will be now likely yielding lower than the money market or ultra short term bond alternatives. So for investors who are using it as an income tool, they now likely have a little bit of an income gap in their portfolios. So Aussie basically said, nope, this is a problem. This money's not deposits. Therefore, banks will look to reduce rates on a go-forward basis. 
Okay, great. Thanks, Matt. Does market volatility have you wondering where to go to ride out the storm? Not all cash equivalents are created equal, and BMO's money market and ultra-short-term bond ETFs offer several high-quality options to park client cash. To learn more, visit BMOETFs.com and search for tickers ZUCM, ZMMK, ZST, and ZUS. Now that we know the decision has been made, and obviously yields are expected to go down slightly in those, what do you think this means going forward for the HISA products and other short-term cash products other than the yield adjustment? I don't think this is a going concern problem. What I mean by that is they're not going away. The HISA products are going to continue. Um, I think some investors will continue to use them. But I think a lot of investors are going to now look and they're going to consider moving to other instruments, uh, potentially money market, potentially ultra short-term fixed income. So for example, at BMO, we have uh, BMO money market uh, fund ETF, that's ZMMK. We have BMO ultra short-term bond ETF, ZST. Those are two alternatives that I think investors are going to then now reconsider their HISA holdings and reevaluate their, their yield needs. Because many of the investors, again, were using these products because of the yields that they provided. They were extremely high. They were 50 basis points over the overnight rate. And if the expectation is that they're going to be now below the overnight rate, that's a gap that investors are going to have to come to grips with. So the expectation is they continue. And we will see, you know, it depends on the provider, what they do to, if they do anything to make sure their yields are higher. Um, but just from the hisses within those products, the expectation is the yields will come down and I expect uh, investors to reevaluate those holdings. And if they did have specific income needs or requirements, they may be looking to switch from a HISA product into something like money market or ultra short-term bond if there was a yield premium to, to take advantage of. Great. Thanks, Matt. Now, going forward in the current environment, how should investors look to position their portfolio on the short end? Yeah. So, you know, I think this is still, you know, the, we, we've talked about cash being king all of 2023. Um, and I now we are in an environment where we're talking about rate cuts. But I still think that you know the inverted the, the yield curve is still inverted. The short end is still providing five plus percent yield. So ZMMK, it's about a 5.15% yield. ZST, it's about a 5.4% yield. You know, you're getting in premium yield where five years ago you would have dreamed about having basically a 5% yield with very little to no risk. Now that is a reality in the fixed income market. So while I think rate cuts are on the horizon, I still think that there is a lot of opportunity in ZST. The absolute level of yields is still attractive for investors. It still allows you to sit on the sidelines, wait out volatility. But because rate cuts are on the horizon, this is where I think ETFs, have a better or a better positioning tool or a better allocation tool than something like a GIC. Because this is the type of environment that if we start to see rapid rate cuts, you're gonna investors are gonna want to start adding duration all that slowly to their portfolios, whether they do it through the aggregate. So something like the BMO aggregate bond ETF, ZAG, you could start to move from something like ZST or ZNMK into ZAG as rate cuts come to fruition and you want to add duration. 
or you could do something that's a little bit even more like a barbell strategy with our BMO uh, long federal bond ETF ZFL. So you could complement ZST or ZMMK with ZFL and really add that duration as rates start to come down. So I still think I still see value in the short end. I still think that cash and the, and uh, money market and these HISA products provide a lot of value just at the absolute yield level for investors. Again, if you can get a 5% yield for little to no risk, there's very few places in the entire market that has a better risk return than that uh, right now. So I still think that there's a lot of opportunity in cash. I expect the trend to continue to be uh, seeing flows into the short end, but I, I would caution investors and say, be ready to add either aggregate uh, duration via aggregate exposure or more targeted via long end exposure in 2024, because I think that's the trend we're going to see. Investors are going to want to move out the curve as rate cuts come to fruition. So, you know, the short end still valuable, but I think now's the time to start looking and say, okay, am I ready? Do I have the the tools in place for when cuts come to fruition, I want to start adding duration to my portfolio. Great. Thanks, Matt. That's all the questions that we have for this. So I just want to thank everyone for listening in and a special thank you to Matt for providing some great insights and diving deeper into the HISA ETF space for our audience. Uh, And with that, I just want to thank everyone again and have a great day and we'll see you next week. Thank you to Mackenzie Box and Matt Montemuro for joining us on the BMO ETFs podcast. Parked but not idle, money market and ultra-short-term bond ETFs offer a place to park cash and preserve capital, while remaining highly liquid. Plus, there are no lockup periods, unlike GICs, which means they can be sold at any time without penalty. Today, we heard about the BMO Money Market Fund ETF series, ticker ZMMK, which provides exposure to high-quality money market instruments issued by governments and corporations in Canada, including treasury bills, bankers' acceptances, and commercial paper. Our experts also discussed the BMO Ultra Short-Term Bond ETF, ticker ZST, which holds investment-grade bonds that mature in one year or less. For more information about the ETFs discussed in this podcast, check out the episode notes, contact your regional BMO ETF specialist, or visit the ETF Center at BMOETFs.com. That's BMOETFs.com. Views from the Desk has been brought to you by BMO Global Asset Management. The viewpoints expressed by the portfolio managers represent their assessment of the markets at the time of publication. Those views are subject to change without notice at any time without any kind of notice. The information contained herein is not and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice to any party. Investments should be evaluated relative to the individual's investment objectives, and professional advice should be obtained with respect to any circumstance. Any statement that necessarily depends on future events may be a forward-looking statement. Forward-looking statements are not guarantees of performance. Commissions, management fees, and expenses, if any, all may be associated with investments in exchange-traded funds. Please read the ETF facts or prospectus before investing. Exchange-traded funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. BMO Global Asset Management is a brand name under which BMO Asset Management Inc. and BMO Investments Inc. operate.